Hi there, aspiring authors. So do you want to build an email list, but you're really worried about having a lot of freebie seekers on it? Like, you know you need an email list and you want to build a really loyal, engaged list, but you also know that if you use a lot of the freebie sites asking for an email address in exchange for, say, a free lead magnet, that you're gonna get some freebie seekers and you don't wanna be paying for those email addresses if they're really not gonna do anything to help you. All right, so if you have ever thought about this, worried about this, or even dealt with this because it is a real concern, then this is the episode for you. I'm going to talk about how to build um, a really engaged, really loyal list that will click and buy your books, but do it not necessarily without freebie seekers, but with while navigating the world of freebie seekers versus buyers, okay? So if that's something that you're interested in, stay tuned. Hi there, aspiring fiction author. Welcome to Fiction Author Business School. Do you want to write your stories with ease and confidence? If you find yourself Googling how to write a fiction book or how to write a character arc, if you want to create a fiction empire but you can't even finish the story you're currently working on and you find yourself doubting it will even be good enough, hi, I'm Liesl. I too have been writing stories since I was just a kid. I wanted to do something about my fiction writing dreams but got information overload every time I looked for writing help because there's just so much out there on the internet. I wanted confidence that I wouldn't disappoint my readers and a plan to publish regularly. I knew the foundation of any author career, including the marketing aspect, is a stellar and well-written story, but I didn't know how to be sure that my story was solid. I went on a journey to figure out what really makes readers tick and how to incorporate those addictive elements into my story. In this podcast, you'll find specific tactical fiction writing tips, solutions to writing more words more efficiently, and secrets to mastering your author mindset. So put on your fuzzy slippers, grab a notebook and pen and some chocolate, and let's write some fiction. All right, welcome back to Fiction Author Business School. So this is a question that I got online through my Facebook group, somebody asking how to build an engaged list without um, attracting all kinds of freebie seekers. And I do remember this being a big concern for me in the beginning as well, because when you're starting out, you know, you just don't have a whole lot of money to pay for a big list yet, and maybe you've only got one or two books, so you don't even have a lot of product to sell yet. And, you know, it can be expensive. We always hear these, you know, wonderful stories about having 100,000 people on your email list that will just buy all kinds of books from you whenever you have a launch. But the truth is, it's very expensive to host those that many email addresses. Now, if you're making enough money to do it, then it's totally worth it because it does drive sales. But you've also got to kind of balance that, especially in the beginning. You don't wanna be paying more for your email list than you are making on your books, right? That's just a disaster. So let's talk about this a little bit. As I said, I, I remember this being a big concern from, for me in the beginning because I was one who, well, before I started really trying hard to build my email list, I had the same like 30 people on it for like two years. <laughs> and these were people that I knew and people that I worked with who were just trying to support me, but it wasn't really helping me sell too many books, right? Then I started using some of the, you know, lead magnet sites like BookFunnel and Story Origin, and they're great, and they do build an email list quickly, but you do get a lot of freebie seekers that way. So percentage-wise, your click rate is not going to be great because there's a lot of people on there who will just be there for the free book and then will never engage with you or any email you send ever again. And they're really not interested in buying, they're just looking for free books. So that is the problem, right? That's what we're talking about. 
And I remember early on, um, even just paying for book funnel, which is only about $25 a month, was actually a hardship for me because at the time, I just didn't have a whole lot of extra money. So I had to be very careful about where I spent it and what I was doing with it. And then I heard the story about uh, an author. It was a, a male author. I don't remember what he wrote, um, science fiction or something. And he talked about how he absolutely would not use the lead magnet sites. I mean, he was totally against them, you know, completely swore them off and how he had a list that he had garnered from one of those sites, but it had such a low click rate and such low engagement that he just deleted the entire thing. So like maybe he had several thousand people on that list, but every time he sent out an email, he was getting one click, you know? And so in his mind, it just wasn't worth it to build a list from those sites. And given that, you know, that perspective, you kind of understand. So here's the thing. Most people, they believe that um, the best way to build an email list is without freebie seekers. Now, obviously there's some truth in that. We don't want freebie seekers who are never gonna engage with us ever again on our email list. We certainly don't wanna be paying for those addresses. So that's definitely true. But I'm also gonna push back against that a little bit, okay? While we don't wanna be paying for email addresses that are not going to serve us, it should be a give and take. You gotta realize that. You are giving them something for being on your list. You are giving them um, first crack at you know sales and uh, behind the scenes stuff and just you know fun things, entertainment and they are on your list, they should be sort of paying you for that. And I don't necessarily mean literally, I mean, hopefully they're buying your books, but they just need to be giving something in return if they want to stay on your list. Okay. So it should be a give and take. It absolutely should. But <laughs> I'm also going to submit that growing your list without freebie seekers is actually not the best way to grow your list. It is not going to serve you. Now there's a time and a place for it. There are people who only grow their list organically, which just means that they put a link in the back of their books and that's all they do and people sign up whenever they want to um, as quickly as they want to and they absolutely will not advertise their list because they're too afraid of getting freebie seekers now I'm not saying that's a bad thing at all I think it's a good thing and I think that you absolutely should have links in the back of your book to help grow your list because the people who sign up from those links will be much more loyal than those who sign up from a lead magnet site for the most part the only issue with that is that number one it's going to take a long time to grow your list. Okay, it can take years. You can you can get, you know, you can have a link in the back of your book for two years and only get 25 to 50 people signing up to your list in that entire two years. Now, it's, it's gonna depend on the author, of course. Some people do much better than that. Some people do worse than that. But it does tend to take a lot longer to grow your list that way, okay? The other thing is that there are certain things that freebie seekers, or I shouldn't call them freebie seekers, that some people who are not willing to buy your book can still be loyal to you in various ways and can help you even if they're not actually buying. And if you're only having people sign up organically, you're less likely to get um, some of the other services from those readers that you actually do need uh, in order to make your book successful. So I'm gonna get into that in just a minute. But just keep in mind that while most people hate freebie seekers and they just you know swear off anything that's gonna bring freebie seekers onto your list, that's not necessarily the best way to go about it because there are things that the readers who, even the ones who aren't buying, can do that will actually help you and serve you, okay? 
So the way that I like to look at growing my list is that, yes, if you're using lead magnet sites, which I do, I absolutely recommend book funnel, story origin, those kinds of sites, because they grow your list quickly. Again, remember I told you that in the beginning that I had the same like 30 people on my list for two years, and I did have a link in the back of my book, but it was like the first book I had published, so it wasn't getting a whole lot of traction. It wasn't doing a whole lot of sales, right? I was a first-time author. I had no idea how to sell it or put it in front of the right readers, so I just wasn't getting any signups to my list. And then when I joined BookFunnel, um, suddenly within like two or three months, I had like 600 people on my list, and that was just miraculous to me because I, I couldn't believe I had that many signups. Now, were a lot of them freebie seekers? Sure, but not all of them were, okay? So the first thing that you gotta realize is that growing your list faster is actually a good thing. Yes, you will have freebie seekers, and I will tell you how to deal with them in just a minute, but think about it this way. Let's say that you only had an organic link in the back of your book. Like I said, in a year, you really might only get 100 signups, okay? And not that that's bad, those will be really loyal readers, but you could also put your uh, you know, lead magnet on one of these sites, and in a year, you could get 10,000 signups. And even if only half of those or a quarter of those are gonna end up being loyal readers, that's still more than you got in a year's time from just doing the organic, and that's why I think it's worth it to do that. All right, but you have to think of growing your list almost like you know the, the biblical allegory of the wheat and the tares. You're gonna get both, they're gonna grow together on your list for a time, but there will come a time when you can get rid of sort of the uh, dead weight that isn't serving you, okay? There are ways to cut away those freebie seekers who are not going to interact with you anymore, okay? So remember, I said that there are some who don't wanna buy from you, but they will still serve you, so let's talk about them first. Often this comes in the format of um, elderly people, people who are on a fixed income and don't have a lot of money, therefore they don't have money to spend on books, you know, they are really just counting every penny to make sure that they have what they need. Um, but a lot of them too are disabled or non-ambulatory in some way and so they still need entertainment and they still love to read and they, you know, like all of us, they love to geek out over characters and um, fantastical worlds and things like that, right? Um, so what they often will do in exchange, even though they're not buying your books, or maybe you will only buy them when they go on sale for 99 cents or something, is these are the people who will still be really loyal to you. They'll do a few things for you. They will leave reviews. Guys, we all know that's huge. You need reviews in order to be successful as a fiction author. These are the people who will say, look, I, I, I can't afford to buy books, but if you will put me on your ARC team and give me your books for free, I will leave you a review for every single one, okay? That's almost more valuable than them buying the book, okay? Because a review can sell books for years to come, hundreds of books or you can force them to buy the book for $5 one time, right? <laughs> so it's really important that you make use of these people and let them stay on your list even if they're not buying your book, okay? Another thing they, they will do is give you feedback. Um, they will respond to your emails. Now, why is that important? It has to do with algorithms, right? Um, the email autoresponders, such as ConvertKit or MailChimp or MailerLite or whatever you're using, um, it, it looks at how many people open your emails and click on your emails, and based on that, it will deliver it to more of your people, and more people will see it, and it will put it 
in the regular folders instead of the spam folders. Okay, so you know your email autoresponder needs to see that people are opening and clicking on your emails. So these same people who are not buying your books, another thing they do is they interact with your emails. They will answer you. They will tell you about their lives. Okay, and that makes the algorithms in the autoresponder realize that people like your emails, like to open them, that you're giving them valuable content. And that strengthens your email list. It will mean that your emails are reaching more people. If you send an email that nobody clicks on and gets all kinds of unsubscribes and everyone deletes it, you're going to have a really hard time getting into their inboxes again and being seen, okay? Because the autoresponder knows what just happened and will not make your email a priority the next time it goes out. So that's another way in which you need these people who may not be buying your books but are doing other really good things to support your business as a fiction author, okay? So how can you tell the difference between those who are not going to serve you at all, just showed up for the free book and are never going to open another email you send, <laughs> and those who maybe aren't buying your books but are serving you in these other ways? Well, most email autoresponders have it built in now. Um, basically, you look at who has opened an email in the last, you know, however long, 90 days. If you have someone who has not opened an email, has not certainly interacted with you, clicked on anything, then they're probably one of those, you know, deadweight types that are just not going to ever do anything to serve you. Um, so those you want to get rid of. It's called cleaning your list, okay? Or sometimes you hear it spoken of as list hygiene. And that just means you're getting rid of the dead weight that is not serving you. Remember I told you earlier, it has to be a give and take. So you're giving to them, they need to give something back to you, whether it's a review, whether it's engagement, whether it's buying your book, okay? And if someone's not giving you anything in return, then you don't want to be paying for their email address because that's just a black hole, right? So you need to clean those people who are not serving you off your list. And anyone who has opened, clicked, talked to you, you know, bought anything, then of course you're gonna let them stay. Now there are a few nuances to this. Every once in a while you have someone who um, does open and click, but because of the device they're using or the platform they're going through, the autoresponder isn't picking it up and is showing them as someone who isn't clicking. But there are ways around that too, okay? Usually what you do is you send a sequence of emails that say, hey, I noticed you haven't opened anything on my, any of my emails in the last 90 days. Um, let me know if you want to stay on my list and I'll let you stay there. Otherwise, um, I'm probably going to delete you from my list, but if at any time in the future you want to come back on, just do X, Y, and Z. And sending something like that usually catches anyone anything that's falling through the cracks because when I clean my list, it's always the same people who will email me and say, hey, I don't know why it's showing that I'm not opening, but I am. Please let me stay on your list. You know, So it, it's, they will kind of qualify themselves in that way. And if they don't, because they're not opening your emails anyway, then they're not even going to know they got kicked off your list because they don't care, right? So this is what you're going to do in order to clean your list. And a lot of the email autoresponders actually have it built in. So I use ConvertKit and I highly recommend ConvertKit. It's a very robust email autoresponder. I use it for everything. Uh, if you wanna check it out, I'll put an affiliate link in the show notes. Um, yes, I am an affiliate, but I only am an affiliate for things that I love and use every single day in my business. Um, so ConvertKit at least has a whole it's called a cold subscriber uh, sequence. And they basically have the emails built out for you. You just have to go in and customize them to you. And then every, you know, however long you want to do it for, some people do it once a year, some people do it every 90 days, some people do it once every six months, you know, whatever works for you. You just start that cold 
um, subscriber sequence and ConvertKit automatically pulls in anyone who has not opened one of your emails in 90 days and puts them through the sequence. Anyone who clicks and says they want to stay on the list is taken out and then whatever is left after I think it's about a week long sequence, you can just delete them, okay, because they'll still be in the tag. But like I said, ConvertKit sets it up so that if they click, they're taken out of the tag. So you just know whatever's left after however long uh, are the ones that are cold subscribers, meaning they haven't clicked or opened in 90 days and you can just delete them. Okay, so it makes it really, really easy. One of the one of the many reasons I love ConvertKit, but a lot of the other autoresponders probably have something similar. Um, and even if they don't, you can set one up manually yourself. It's not too difficult. Uh, if you don't know how, just maybe Google how to do it for your autoresponder. So something like how to get rid of cold subscribers in MailChimp, or you know, you'll you'll find a tutorial. Like they're all over the place. Okay. So once again, remember I told you that growing your list is going to be a little bit like the wheat and the tares. It's you're gonna get freebie seekers, you're gonna get the ones that are not going to serve you at all, you're gonna get the ones who will serve you in other ways, and then you're gonna get the paying customers and you're gonna get some that are just absolutely loyal mega fans, right? So you have to let them grow together. And the reason that I say that growing your list without freebie seekers is not the best way to grow your list is that you're missing all this other stuff, okay? And this allows you to reach more people, a broader audience, and nurture all of them together. And then you'll know exactly who is loyal and can stay on your list and who is not. Okay, so where do we go from here? This is what I want you to do if you are not already doing it to grow your list, okay? Number one, you're going to write that lead magnet that you're going to give away in exchange for email addresses. This is very, very important. I have other um, episodes about lead magnets, which I will put in the show notes. All right, those episodes are episode 110, Want More Readers, How to Drive Tons of Free Traffic to Your Fiction Book or Series with Lead Magnets, episode 111, Writing a Fiction Lead Magnet, Best Practices for Success, and episode 113, Got Your Fiction Lead Magnet Planned, Five Steps to Getting It Written. So I kind of did a little three-part series uh, if you want to review that on lead magnets. Once you have that written, you're going to put it up on some of these lead magnet sites like Book Funnel, Story Origin, uh, My Book Cave is another one. There are some others. Um, these sites do cost a little bit per month, but it's not exorbitant. It's usually ten to twenty dollars. Okay, and like I said, for ten to twenty dollars, you can grow your list really quickly by hundreds and hundreds of subscribers. So it's definitely worth it. Um, and then I would say every three to six months, just clean your list, clean off the freebie seekers that are not serving you, and make sure that you are nurturing the list that you have, meaning you are sending emails. You are um, finding ways to make sure that they are loyal to you and bonded to you. Um, I have a whole program about that, which I can tell you about in just a minute. But as long as you're emailing them on a regular basis and they get to know you and get to know your books and you're kind of guiding them through your backlist, you shouldn't have a problem with nurturing them. They will become really loyal to you. And the other thing that I haven't talked about is that some people, you know, you're going to get some people on your list that will buy your, or I mean, will download your free lead magnet because they think it looks interesting or it's a genre they read. And then they'll decide that your writing just really isn't for them. You know, that you're not going to get away from that. Some people just won't like your style or just won't like, you know, what happened in the story or what you did with your characters. And that's okay. If they don't want to be on your list, a lot of them will self-qualify by unsubscribing themselves. And that's a good thing because that way they're not taking up space on your list. You're not paying for that email address. And they've just decided that, you know, they're not that into what you write. Cool. They'll go find somebody else and you can only pay for the subscribers that love your work. Okay. Um, so like I said, 
uh, you're going to put your lead magnet up on the site. You're going to clean your list every three to six months. You're going to nurture the people who are on your list. And then you can use those loyal people who don't want to buy as your ARC team to get you reviews, to drive engagement, and to <clears throat> speak with about what's going on. I mean, sometimes they can give you the most valuable feedback on what you've put in your emails, on what you're doing currently, on what you're writing, your WIP, I mean, all of that. So get to know your email list, engage with them, and you know, allow them to be on your list and to interact with you in the way that serves them best, because I promise you that will also serve you best, even if they're not actually buying your books, okay? So this is what I have for you today, and I hope that's helpful. Um, the bottom line is just don't be afraid of the freebie seekers. There's so much fear around that. And I remember feeling it too in the beginning, just being like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? I'm paying this money for book funnel, and then I'm going to end up with a list that doesn't click. And it, it's just, it, it, it is, it's scary. And we can't help but, but worry about it. But what I'm saying is that a lot of those freebie seekers who are totally vilified, actually will serve you in different ways. And the ones that don't, it's very easy to weed them out. So don't worry about it. Let your list grow with freebie seekers and non-freebie seekers alike. And you know, eventually you'll get to the point where you can run ads specifically to people who will buy your book, but that's usually a little bit more advanced when you have a little bit more money to play with. Um, but in the meantime, let your list grow the way it's going to grow and you know, make use of those people however you can and however they want to be of use to you and you will have, I promise, a healthy, happy, loyal list who will buy your books, okay? So go forth and uh, start growing your list today if you haven't yet. Uh, get used to this, get, get really familiar with how to do all of it and you'll be a pro in no time, I promise. Before you go, I have an announcement to make. I just revamped my fiction email sequences that sell course. It's specifically for fiction authors who want to sell more fiction via email, okay? So if you want to sell more fiction to your email list, but you just don't know how to do it, you're not sure how to get them to click and buy from you, um, if you want them to be your biggest source of book sales, if you're sending them book links, but you're getting mostly crickets, maybe a few clicks, but not very many, if you're launching a new book and getting very little support from your email list, meaning not even 100 downloads, if you're getting less than that, then this course is for you. Um, basically, I'm going to show you exactly what emails to write and send your list that will train them to click on the links in your emails and thus result in more book sales. Okay, I'm going to show you, you know, kind of the proprietary emails that I use to get them into my books, to get them wanting to click. There's some secrets you can use and they work like a charm. Okay, there's even specific language that you use, you know, in order to sell fiction. And yes, it does matter the words and phrases that you use it's going to make a big difference uh, in how many people are actually going to click and buy versus people that just kind of go, eh, eh I'm good, you know. <laughs> I also teach you um, how to use your email sequences to get reviews on your books. And I've got all of the templates and examples so that you can copy and paste if you want, make them your own. I've also got all the audio files for you. So if you'd rather listen than watch videos, then that's perfectly fine. It's just up to you. And then I also included a bonus training on pre-marketing your book. So you can start doing these things while you're writing so that by the time you're done writing your book, you know, your email list is already primed and ready to buy it for you and probably salivating for it. Okay. So like I said, I've revamped the course. I've added a bunch of things. If that is something that you are at all interested in learning how to sell more fiction to your email list, then go to bit.ly forward slash fiction email sequences. And I will also link that up in the show notes and uh, I will link up also the episodes I talked about before about lead magnets. Um, so you guys can uh, see if any of that is going to serve you. Okay. All right. Meanwhile, have a great week of writing and book selling. 
And I will see you all back here next week, same time, same place. Bye. Thanks so much for listening today. Before you go, would you be willing to do me a solid? If you found any value at all in this episode today, would you be willing to share it with other authors just like you in the hopes that they might find some value in it as well? Happy story crafting this week. Remember, only you can bring the world the unique story that you are trying to tell. Only you can succeed in your own unique way in getting it out of your mind and your heart and into a medium where it can reach thousands if not millions of salivating readers. You don't have to worry about failure because there is always a market for awesome.